0: This week's Parsha, as Parsha has told us, and it begins with the birth of Yaakov and Esav. And the Torah tells us that by Yigadlu Hanaarim, that the children, the boys grew up, by Esav ish yodea Tsayed ish sadeh, that Esav became a skillful hunter. He was a man of the sadeh of the field. He was a man of the outdoors. The Yaakov, and in contrast, Yaakov was an ish tam yoshev o'alim. He was a Ishtam, he was a simple man, and a, a Tam, there's a lot to be said on the description of Tam in this context, and he was Yoshev O'alim, he was someone who dwelled in tents. And that's a phrase that I want to explore today. Ish tam Yoshev O'alim, what does it mean that he dwelled in tents? Why is it multiple tents that he is dwelling in? Wasn't it just that he studied Torah? Wouldn't that be the one tent that he should have been in? And the the medrash interprets the plural form of tents to mean that Yaakov, he would go from one tent to the next, that wherever he could, he would seek out Torah wherever it was available, that Yaakov wasn't stationary in his learning in his pursuit of Torah. A beautiful idea. But if so, why does the Torah use the word yoshev, which means to dwell? Soon we're going to see the Parsha of Vayeshev, Vayeshev Yaakov. Yaakov, he wanted to just dwell, he wanted to just be. Wouldn't that have been more appropriate to use a verb for, for studying or for learning or even more direct? He was Osek Patsahura. Why specifically use the phrase Yoshev Oalim? So Rav Nisen Alpert explains that the description of Yaakov in the Pasuk is highlighting that it wasn't just that Yaakov was a Masmid. Yes, he was a diligent, he was a diligent studier of Torah, absolutely. But it was more about his approach, his approach to limit Torah. He was Yoshev. He, he dwelled in the Beis Medrash. He never left. It wasn't about the amount of time that he spent studying it, but it was his, his manner and his attitude towards his learning. His entire life was focused around it, regardless of which tent he was in. He was Yoshev. He was constantly in the Beis Medrash. In his home... He was Yoshev in the Beis HaMedrash. At the store, he was Yoshev in the Beis HaMedrash. Wherever he was, it was as if he was dwelling in Oalim, in the tent of the Beis HaMedrash. This is where the idea of the term yeshiva comes from. The same shoresh as Yoshev. That is Yaakov Avinu. And this is exactly what trained him to be able to live a Torah life and maintain his connection while being away from his parents' house, while being on the run, while living with Lavan. Yaakov is famous for being able to maintain a high level of Torah study, of Torah observance. In Lavan, Garti, Tariyag, Mitzvos, Shamarti, even though he was living with Lavan, he kept all 613 mitzvos. For Yaakov, this was just a new ohel in which he could pursue Hashem. He was constantly being Yoshev Oalim, the Torah tells us. And as strong as Yaakov's connection was to Hashem and to the study of Torah, Regardless of where he was, this seems to be exactly where Esau went wrong. Esau's compartmentalization of his relationship with, with Hashem, that was his downfall. Sure, when he was with his father Yitzchak, he was the model son. He was the gadol in the midst of kibad Av. But as soon as he got to the field, he became an Ish sade. He wasn't able to carry over these traits, these feelings of closeness with Hashem to the many different Oalim in his life. And this is what led him to uh, devaluing the B'chor, to selling it in the first place. The puzzle says, that Asaph was mevaza. He, he, he belittled, he spurned the B'chor. Rashi understands this to mean that Esav denigrated the service of Hashem that came with it. Revaran Kuller points out that this puzzle highlights the Hashkafa of Esav HaRasha. Many people think that the reason why Esav sold the B'chor was because he didn't understand its true value. It's eternal nature. And therefore, he undervalued it to the point where he sold it for a bowl of lentils. He says, oh, I'm going to die anyway. What's the difference? Says Ravar Aaron Cutler, this is incorrect. Esav understood exactly what the birthright meant. He knew what a tremendous bracha, the bachor, meant carrying the lineage of Yitzchak Avinu. And that's why he cries bitterly when he realizes what he missed out on. He missed out on the bracha. But this awareness, says Rav Aaron Cutler, it was only present in the moment. It never entered his heart. It never informed his actions. It was only something that he intellectually understood. It was based on all how he felt at the moment. Esav was someone who was intellectually aware of the spiritual implications of holding the Bechor, but it stayed only in his head. He was never able to translate that thought into informing his actions. His mind could not discipline his body or his actions his behavior. And this, again, is in direct contrast to the personality of Yaakov, who was Yoshev O'alim. Wherever he would go, whichever tent he was in, he was Yoshev in Yeshiva, constantly asking himself how this should inform his relationship with Hashem. How could this help develop and shape his spiritual life? This was something that Esav maybe understood intellectually, but was never able to put into practice. And this is why he made so many mistakes in his handling of the Bechor. Rav Avram Shore explains that while this may seem like such an obvious connection to make, how many of us struggle with this exact point? We know something is spiritually good for us, but we struggle to put behaviors into action. I know I should be at Minyan three times a day, but it's difficult to leave my house at night. I know I should be learning more Torah, but I don't have the time, I don't have the drive I know I should be more involved in my community, in chesed. I should be giving more tzedakah. I know all these things are good for me. I know it'll help develop spiritually. But for so many reasons, we just can't seem to put it together. Knowing something intellectually and being able to translate it into action is one of the most difficult things to do. There's a famous story told of the Kutzker Rebbe, where a Talmud once came to him to share a mazel tov that he had finished learning all of Shas, to which the Kutzker replied, and what did Shas teach you? The pursuit, the pursuit and study of Torah, is different than any other subject. It's not merely an academic pursuit for us, but it has to be something that we take from one ohel to the next in any situation that we find ourselves in. The Torah is meant to inform our behavior, our decisions. This is what it means to be Yoshev Oalim. Many suggest that this is the connection of the Tefillin Shel and the Tefillin Shel The Shel Rosh is on our heads, while the Shel is opposite our hearts. Our job is to connect what's in our head to what's in our heart. To connect the things we know to be true to inform our actions. This is what Yaakov excelled at. He was the the man who could dwell in any tent through the study of Torah always seeing things through the lens of his spiritual life. And this is exactly where Esau struggled. And what ultimately led to him being the bachor, something that we see by the end of the Parsha that he desperately wanted. Later after Yaakov leaves and Esav returns, he realizes what took place. the, the pasuk tells us it, it's a heartbreaking pasuk to read. Kishmoa Esav es Aviv. When Esav heard what had happened, the words of his father, Saaka he, he burst into tears. It was a bitter, a bitter crying. he says to his father, Barcheni Is there a bracha left for me, Abba? Give me one. Give me a bracha. Perhaps this was the moment that he finally realized the flaw in his hashkafa, the downside of his way of life, the carelessness and the laziness of living a life where the intellectual and the spiritual do not meet. This was when he realized what it had cost him and that it was too late. And again, as Rav Avram Shor pointed out, we all run this risk. If we don't have the proper hashkafa, the proper outlook to life, that it is our job to ensure what we know intellectually to be true, to inform our actions, to be able to connect the intellectual and the spiritual pursuit of Hashem. This is the way that we don't give everything away for whatever materialistic bowl of soup presents itself. Mirz Hashem, may we all be zocha, to be a fulfillment of what our father Yaakov, the Ish Tam Yoshe Oalim. Was able to accomplish, to be able to engage in Torah so deeply that we carry it from one tent to the next through whatever experiences we have, constantly allowing the Torah to inform our actions, to inform our behaviors, that we connect the intellectual and the spiritual, and that we never fall into the trap of Esav, being mivaza, our birthright, our bachor, by not being able to make that connection. And we will find that when we are able to do that, we will see tremendous growth, on our path to shleim us, on our path to becoming the very best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.